0: It's time for another great adventure on the one, the only, The Banterill! And welcome again to another Minnesota. number 10 I believe. But this is not a reboot of a reboot. Of a reboot. Of a reboot.
1: No, this is a prequel sequel, um, ultimate universe, reality, reboot, prequel sequel, um, dirty hat in front of the cinema with please put $20 in it. Yeah,
0: exactly. Um, okay. I'm Kieran Nunn. He is... I'm Chris Murphy. He's Chris Murphy. Uh, tonight we're talking about the Fantastic Four trailer, teaser trailer for that matter. Uh, it's came out this morning in Australia and we've got the juice on it. So let's do this. Tonight I'm joined by the one, the only. Chris Murphy. That's him. And we're going to be talking about the Fantastic Four trailer that was released this morning. Um, Or generic action movie trailer number
1: 374.
0: (laughs) um, It's been in production for a, a long time now. It's been pushed back. It's been delayed. It's been put back for reshoots. Where you can think there's a problem, there's a problem. So it's our first official look. It's coming out on the 7th of August in America. So it's still a while off yet, but usually for trailers, we usually get a, a decent year, especially a teaser trailer. You get a year before, we all know that. It's interesting to say the the least.
1: It's another origin story, but because they don't want to make the exact same film they did, what was it, like seven years ago or whatever, they've done a little bit of remixing and it's rather bland. Yes. there it's, yeah.
0: yeah, it's... it's um... Like,
1: I could have been watching it and trailer for some, whatever, B-rate action film that's getting pumped out for the summer to try and make a yeah, cool 100 mil. Yeah, well, let's just dive into
0: the fact. Actually, that, that's what it is, isn't it? Well, I'll dive into that shortly. What I'm going to, to do first is, I'm just going to talk about, obviously, who's involved with it, um, the history behind it. Uh, Josh Trank is directing. He is the director of Chronicle, uh, another 20th Century Fox blockbuster from if my memory is correct, 2009, I believe. Um, you've also got Simon Kynesberg, who is the screenplay writer for... Uh, he's done X-Men, all the X-Men films to date. Uh, he's working on, the X, obviously, the X-Men uh, Apocalypse, and he'll be working on other um, spin-off series for the X-Men. Um, stars of it, you know, you've got Miles Teller, Kate Maher, Michael B. Jordan... Um, Jamie Bell, and Toby. Uh, So you've got a pretty well-established young cast in the United States. When I say young, I emphasize on the young. They're all very young talent. Um, It's just very interesting to see the direction they're taking in. Obviously, there's a bit of a uh, movie war going on between 20th Century Fox, Sony, and Marvel Production um, Studios. Now, are these um, actors (laughs) big budget, or are these their first big budget. Because
1: I... is this just saving money for the studio or? I think a bit of both. Because I mean like Kate not Mars nothing, obviously like, been in a this, this is working for Marvel with them signing up and coming stars at a cheap rate. So, on well, there's Well, there's
0: no there's no, there's no big stars like you had obviously in your Man's and your uh, Robert Downey Juniors but you've also You're wiping the slate clean, really, with this one for a fresh take on um, characters who I've already seen the light of day when it comes to um, the silver screen. My biggest qualm, I guess you'd put it, with this film is that the fact that it's... um, Obviously, Fox are trying to remain on to the rights of the Fantastic Four, and for X-Men, for that matter, and this film has been in hell since the word go. Now, they've already greenlit a sequel, This film, before it was even, you know, uh, we even received a poster for it, really. And now, where there's rumours getting around that apparently Fox are not happy with the final product, Um, there's obviously reshoots happening at the moment, there's word of mouth from online um, blogs, people, uh, just general knowledge of talking about how the film isn't what it's supposed to be. Uh, You've got a director who's still very young. Um, it's just yeah, it, it just seems to be a lot of issues behind this film. And um, anybody who knows me and anybody who know, listen to this podcast, you know of, of my um, strong beliefs of how I think the Marvel property should return back to Marvel, and how it should be uh, done as their film universe and not a separate universe done by someone else.
1: Yeah, this is just them trying to hang on to it. It's um, it's a movie made by their legal department, not their. Creative department.
0: Yeah, that's exactly right. But the thing about it, even the most interesting part about it is, there's still the unquestioned, uh, unanswered question of whether this is tied to the X Men series because there was word that they were going to intertwine both of them to create a Avengers-style film where you'd have both teams pairing up or going against each other. But that still is um, uncertain. Now, this week we also had the casting announced for X Men. Apocalypse for Jean Grey, um, Scott Summers, and um, Aurora Monroe. So, obviously, you've got the three lead characters from the original X-Men films being recasted as younger, so they're going for a younger cast yet again in those roles. Um, it's just all very interesting to see how this is going yeah. to affect these this film specifically, because, like I keep saying, it's been in turmoil since the word go.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I suppose it's probably the story the studio at the moment I mean like look at the last X-Men film after you cut through all of that what could have been a decent film was ruined by the fact that it was a convoluted way to make X-Men 3 disappear
0: yeah that's exactly right it was uh, I like to think of that movie as, as a, uh, a fans nod to Terminator 2 Judgment Day because I see a lot of that in it but um, it's a Brian Singer film and Brian Singer films and that's not taking anything away from the director he does a lot of talking in his films and I just didn't enjoy this as much as his previous X-Men films now, no, no, like the previous
1: ones were good, yeah.
0: bar three, but... Yeah. Now, saying that, Fox, 20th Century Fox, are at the start of the trailer, it's interesting to see from the studio and producers of X-Men Days of Future Past. So they're using that success of that film to push this film. So people who see this trailer are thinking, oh, yeah. okay, you've got the same product that those guys did, so, you know, we're going to get a similar style of film. Smart, very smart on their behalf, but will it pay off? That's the ultimate question. Now, obviously, let's just d- dive in the trailer. Um, first four, five, um, five clips of this trailer are just scenery. It's just scoping over... Yeah, a... yeah.
1: I mean, I, I read somewhere online that I think, did I just watch the trailer for Interstellar 2? It's
0: funny you bring that up because apparently, and I've actually seen it, there is a trailer that's been mashed up to um, Matthew McConaughey's voice dubbed over the top of the Fantastic Four trailer. And my God... Does it? You know,
1: his droll southern accent could make anything more attractive, especially if it's in a Lincoln
0: Town car. But it actually... Because he was doing it before he was paid to do it. Are you done? (laughs) Yes,
1: Um, I'm done.
0: You're done? Good. Um, But the thing about it is that it it mirrors it so well. And it's like, have they copied the Interstellar um, trailer, the first trailer for that film? I just, yeah. Probably. Wouldn't surprise me. But if you, th- if you haven't seen this yet, go and find it. It's on YouTube. It's on various comic book websites. But it's it's very amusing. Very, very amusing. And very scary at the same time. Um, a couple of things I noticed with the trailer when watching it. Reed Richards. There's, I'm going to dive into the suits first. And I don't know if you've noticed this yet, Chris. The suits of them. Um, Reed's is very different to... And this is maybe the first look we've had. They might change. It very steampunk it looks very very steampunk there's a scene where yeah, it looks yeah,
1: the bright like... blue spandex is <laughs> out of fashion this
0: year yeah um it could uh it looks like it's a steampunk style and there's a brief scene where you, you kind of see the arm extend out um i don't know if that's built on the pretenses of his elastic ability obviously mr mr fantastic is that um but the suit looks very different to what the comics does it's a more down-to-earth, down to, down to realistic-style suit by the looks of it. And this is only quick glimpses we're getting, nothing um, full panned-out image of this of their suits. Um, the thing is uh, Ben Grimm, uh, he's not wearing a costume. He looks like he's in the full nude, full Monty. You can see his rock. He's meat and two veg, yes. <laughs> um, but at that, it's, it's, it's different, because obviously we don't usually see the thing without a pair of pants on. Yeah. Um, well, but his transformation... Looks like, to be it, um, I'm intrigued by that because it looks like he um, is in a rock-shaped form before he actually takes full form of his rock-like, rock-like appearance. What are you going to say, sorry, Chris?
1: Um, yeah, well, I mean, like, the sort of theme throughout the whole thing was it's everything sort of changed and remixed. Mm-hmm. But I imagine that's a lot of just change for change's sake because currently, I mean, like, the current vibe around the fan base is where everyone's sick of origin stories, everyone's sick of reboots. So to go in and do a reboot and do another origin story but basically try and repeat the first film, mm. I think they know they would have got Savage. So there's a lot, of,
0: yeah, looks... a lot of
1: remixing and a lot of change and I reckon that's for change's sake.
0: Yeah, and that's... That could be the downfall of the film. And I think from the word go when I heard this, I've been screaming this from my lungs that this isn't a good move for for Fox or for Marvel for that matter because if this ends up being a flop and the rights revert back to Marvel, they're, they're not going to even put, bring this film out for a long time. And it's kind of... It, it makes me angry in a sense because there are some fantastic characters in this film franchise and the comic books that can be used. It weighs on a little bit like you're like, well, I've got to wait now because I've got to wait now to see if this film flops and hopefully it reverts back to Marvel. But at the same time, it's like, well, you know, let's see what Fox can do. But we'll have to wait and see. Obviously, going back to the costumes, Sue's Sue, Sue. Su- sorry, my words are wrong. Sue Storm's suit is probably the most, um, closest we'll see to the Fantastic Four costume. Um, from looking at images, she's stayed with the very dark blue styled costume. It looks very similar to the comics. Uh, not as shiny and new as what it was in the original film series. They did. It does look very original. Um, Johnny Storm. Now, this is an interesting take they've done on this character. He is obviously African-American in this. His father is African-American. Sorry. Um, His sister, which in the comics, they're they're blood, flesh and blood. um, Sue Storm is not of African-American descent. She is uh, Caucasian, white, female. So they've taken a twist on that and done that again. But his his costume is very different as well. It looks like a... um, a kind of exo suit, a space suit with the tight effect to it, like he's um, lycra tights. Very different to what, again, what's portrayed in the comic. So I'm guessing... Well,
1: actually, I hadn't been following the casting news too much, but I actually originally thought he was playing the thing because I thought that was their way to play the race card, but not, not have to re-spin that relationship between Sue and him.
0: Yeah, well... Well, uh, well, I've got no issues with it, I don't have a problem with it I think it's a, probably a good way to go Oh no, never a... do
1: I But it's just a, it's a case of doing it Again, it's probably They're just doing it for the sake of doing it Not to Yeah, I could see a count at saying We can make an extra 10 million By playing the race card yeah diversity and... Yeah,
0: that's, that's, you know, it's smart marketing at the end of the day. It does look like an astronaut suit from first look. There's a couple that we actually do get to see him flame on um, in two scenes of the film, sorry, the trailer. Overall, their costumes are not what they've seen from the um, the comics or the original film series. There are a couple of scenes in the trailer that we do see him wearing the white costumes. Now, they're white astronaut suits, which I'm guessing is what they're wearing when the transformation happens. However, Josh Trank... ...does his transformations... ...um... ...but the white suits are obviously a nod to... ...the ones they are wearing... ...in a certain run of the series of comic books... ...that Marvel have produced... ...in the trailer we did not see... ...um... ...Toby Cabell's... ...Doom... Doctor Doctor ...Doom... ...um... ...whether or not... ...they're obviously holding back... ...for a second trailer... ...because this is only the first teaser trailer... But his performance I'm very interested to see because he is actually a comic book fan and he is a Fantastic Four fan. And he has actually said in a couple of interviews that his portrayal of Doctor Doom in this film, he wanted to try and give him a voice that does the character justice because he felt as a kid reading the comics, he always had the voice in his head of how it should sound but in the cartoons, he felt that it was under-portrayed. So I like to hear that. I really enjoy hearing actors that have a their own interpretation of a character that they have perceived as a child and have carried through throughout, and then they obviously they take on a role that's something that's special to them, and they take it on their own to do something different with it. So I'm very interested to see how that um, voice is, and I'm very interested to see what they do with him, because... Doctor Doom, obviously, has already been used once in the film series. There are more villains. To people out there who aren't familiar with Fantastic Four comics, there are some brilliant villains. It's just, obviously, that Doctor yeah. Doom is the, the tentpole pole. For I what I suppose because
1: this series has had such a rough run, it, every time it starts to get beyond it, it, it hits the reset button. Yeah. So, I don't know, I suppose, in a sense, it's good to hear him being so enthusiastic about the role, but... You know, maybe one of the changes they should have made instead of, isn't he supposed to be more like a hacker nowadays? Maybe they should have led with a different villain, yeah. not Dr. Doom, not Silver Surfer, someone else. Galactus,
0: Galactus by far is the best uh, Fantastic Four villain and it's one of the prime reasons I want to see Fantastic Four go back to Marvel. Put this out here. Galactus against the Avengers and Guardians of the Galaxy. One of the best stories out there. Um, Thanos, everyone praises Thanos at the moment. Thanos doesn't hold a stem of grass compared to Galactus. And I'd love to see Galactus up against Avengers and Guardians and Fantastic Four and all the Marvel Universe. But unfortunately, we won't see that unless their rights revert back to Marvel. Um... Looking, doing a bit of research before I did this came on here, and looking at influences of this film, Josh Trank has said that he has called upon Scanners and the movie The Fly for the tone of the film. So very interesting to hear that. I actually haven't seen Scanners in a very long time. I actually want to go back and watch it now just to see the tone that's in that film and see how it compares against the trailer. Have you seen any of those, Chris?
1: Um, no,
0: actually, no, I haven't. So yeah, it's um. Yeah, it's very interesting to see how that's uh going to pan out. I'll have to watch those films and see if there is or not. Maybe you should too, Chris. But yeah. Yes,
1: I probably should. Yeah.
0: Um But yeah, it's it's an interesting trailer. It's not it's not Ant Man trailer, it's not the Avengers trailer, it's not the Star Wars trailer. It's uh it's a very different trailer. I'll be going to see it. Will you be going to see it, Chris?
1: Uh, I'm yet to be solid on this. Yeah. I currently at the moment I've still got the attitude of that this film just reeks of the marketing, accounting and legal departments, not the creative departments. So I don't know, I'll wait till see the next trailer, but this first one did not sell.
0: I'm not a I'm not a Josh Trank fan, unfortunately. I don't didn't enjoy Chronicle and Um, some of his opinions he has a YouTube channel and I don't agree with a lot of things he says about the comic book universe and how things should be done he's got too much of an opinion on some things that just shouldn't be tampered with personally I believe that's my opinion obviously some of you out there have a different opinion you know that's what that's why i do this podcast that's why we're doing it we're talking about it i think that's all we've got time for tonight check out the fantastic four trailer i personally would love to see this film go back to marvel and marvel do great things with it like they're doing at the moment with avengers all the avengers anything guardians of the galaxy ant-man they all come out this year big things i'd love to see this go back i'd love to see x-men go back i'd love to see spider-man go back um, because they yeah, yeah. are a It would be nice Marvel. to
1: see it revert or at least the studios play ball with Disney.
0: Yeah. And this film might turn around and be a great film, but at the end of the day, I want to see this flop personally because I want to see the rights revert back to Marvel. And that is my two cents for this film. So thank you for joining us. Does it grind your gears? It grinds my gears big time. So thanks for joining us tonight, guys. Um, this has been the review for the Fantastic Four film. Reboot. <laughs> I'll say reboot because it's a reboot of a reboot. Um, I'm Kieran Nunn. I've been joined
1: Can by... we call it like X-Men? Like <laughs> reboot, sequel, prequel... Um,
0: Time shift. out
1: casting yeah. contracts.
0: Paradox of itself. Um, I've been joined by the one, the only tonight by... Chris Murphy. And I'm Kieran Nunn. Join us again and we'll be uh, giving you more details. See you guys. How did we get this
1: far? Human beings
0: have an immeasurable desire to discover, to invent, to build. Our future depends on us furthering these ideas. A responsibility that rests on the shoulders of generations to come.
1: But with every new discovery,
0: there is risk. There is sacrifice. Consequences. consecuencias